Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome again to New York Talk, the Rother United podcast where we're going to talk about the first league defeat of the season uh, away at Wigan Athletic on Saturday afternoon and we're also going to look ahead to what feels like an inevitable Tuesday night game. Every week we have, we have to play every Tuesday, don't we? That's Rother United. So we'll look ahead to that one as well. Um, we've got the same guys here again. We've got Mick with us. Hello, Michael. Uh, good Hello, good evening, good afternoon, good morning and all that. Yeah, take your pick of whichever one you want to use. That's it. Well, it depends where you are when you're listening to this, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, we've got Ben with us. Hello, Benjamin. Hello. And Danny's with us again. Hello, Danny, mate. Hello. Um, so we've got a defeat to talk about. A meaningful defeat, not not just a Tuesday night loss in the League Cup. Um, a properly meaningful defeat, which we will talk about uh, with as much positivity and happiness as we possibly can, but there's so much of some issues that we need to bring with the game. So, um, first of all, thank you all for watching. If you're on YouTube, subscribe. If you're on iTunes, subscribe. Uh, and all, you know, you know, the usual stuff, which we'll, which we'll get through there. Uh, 1-0 defeat away at Wigan. On paper, Danny, a 1-0 defeat to Wigan Athletic is not the end of the world. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, our fan base is like, bless them. Um, I, I do. I do think it is a little bit of an overreaction on in some cases. Like you know, people have been calling for Warren to be sacked if we lose again Tuesday. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen a poll on Twitter like, "Oh, should Warren be sacked if he lose on Tuesday?" Uh, but and at least about twenty percent of people have said yes. And it's like, oh dear, no. Um, but. No. <laughs> But it's, it's like it's like you say on paper, it's it's not a, a bad a bad defeat. It's just when you look into it a little bit more, it's like oh, we could have taken the chances a bit better, you know, if it was somebody else other than Smith that were crossing the ball and it met someone else's head other than Barlazers, would it have gone in? You know, it's it's a question of um, ifs and maybes. But the one thing you can say is that Wigan took their chance and we didn't, and we lost one nil. Mm. You know, and that's that's all you can really say about it. It was just. It just pulled everything out of you that it was in the 95th minute and everyone in the stands was going, oh, they've won a free kick, they're going to score. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I think that made it yeah. just that bit more hurtful that we knew it was coming in like, yep, yeah, there it is. Typical Rotherham, as some people say. Yeah, yeah, it were. And that's the frustrating thing, Ben, is that as soon as so as soon as soon it's got 10 minutes into second half, because we weren't playing very well, you sort of knew we were probably going to get sucker punched. There were always that almost an inevitability of the Wigan scoring 
I mean, if that thought was in your head as a player, you, you might as well... Just... No, it's not as a player, is it? I'm saying as a fan. Well, you, well, you don't know because the fans feel it. Everyone everyone in the stadium knows what's about to happen. Surely it comes across the players' heads. And it looked like it did. It looked like a dolphin. I'm not saying that he did. And I'm not saying... I'm not. This is not... It looked like he wanted to give a free kick subconsciously. Do you know what I mean? Like, some... I think my wife has gone. It might have subconsciously wanted to give that free kick to play into that. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you do things to play into... I don't know how to explain it. Um, no, you're right, you don't. But <laughs> it's kind of like momentum, where there's this thought of momentum, so you start to play bad because you have this thought of momentum. And you there's this thought right. of they're going to score here, so we're going to give away a free... Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm explaining it right. No, you don't. Not really, no. But I know what I mean. I know what I mean. I, I, I sort of understand what Ben means, but then to counter that, you've got us winning a corner towards the end of the 90 minutes and Chia was trying to get the fans going. Mm. You know, like when we've won the corner, his arms are up in the air getting everybody going. I, I just I just think it's, it's one of them things where we think we do it all the time, but if you look back, we, we don't. It's just one of them things that, it's happened enough times where I've just gone, oh, that's it. It's happened. Every, it happens every time. But then yeah. you look at a few seasons ago where we put four past Soliel. I mean, I know it's Soliel, but we put four past him in 15 minutes. Mm. You know, so we've still got that desire to go and win. It's just <laughs> it's just our fan base that thinks, oh, that's it. It's typical Rotherham. Had a time. <laughs> that's it. We'll concede. That's yeah. it. I mean, what, what, club has nev- what club has not conceded goals yeah. in the last minute multiple yeah. times in the season? You know what I mean? It happens. It, 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 it's just, it's, I know Accrington wasn't quite as late as that one, but it was two late goals in two games, mm. um, which is the start of a pattern. I don't, I don't think it'll play out like I think. I think our fitness levels help us with that, but it's the start of something not looking. Uh, something doesn't look amazing. Mick, I'm going to let you get this out of the way. Uh, you think it's offside? It is offside. I don't think, think it is. It is. But I mean, well, well I mean, there's, there's, there's no point moaning about it because we should have been well ahead in, in, um, mm. in, in before that. You know, that that game yes, yesterday on Saturday really was like a, it was like a mini version of last season, all in <laughs> one game, um, yeah. because we played really, really well at times. We dominated play at times. We missed loads of chances, or not loads of chances, but we missed chances that we created. Um, we conceded a late goal. Um, what ninety-five minutes or four minutes into injury time, whatever it is, as a result of a, a fish, an official's mistake, it, it is last season all in one game. But you know, it's only t- it's second game of season. You know, I, I'm I, I'll be honest with you, I'm with, our, with some of these people on our fan base. I think Warnie should be out. I think Tony, Tony Stewart should be out. I think <laughs> I think they should sack everybody and just start again because that's just not acceptable. You know, all on earth signed, all on earth signed Akeem Adolphin when he were going to do that. It's just ridiculous. I mean, I mean, why would you sign a player, bring him on so that he can give a foul away and your box on ninety fifth minute? It's just madness, mate. Honestly, it's just warning his magic crystal ball. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you should be able to see these things. You should be able to see these things coming. You know what I mean? So it's just embarrassing. What? What I will say is, and we'll come on to, we'll, there are, there are quite a lot of positives to talk about from the game, so we yeah, will yeah. come on to those, but let's get the negatives out of the way first. I have said on Twitter, and I'm, I'm sort of on the side of this, the substitution for a Dauphin for Barlazer 
didn't really make any sense. Because Bale, we need for me, we need Barley's on the pitch. We need Barley's to get hold of the ball and put it out wide. I put it out wide. Adolfin's coming in. I, I understand the idea behind the substitution to show that midfield up. But it didn't number one, it didn't work. I know you can get a crystal ball, you can't see that. But this is a little bit of a not a theme, but can happen from time to time where Paul won substitutions don't just not work, they completely backfire. And I, again, you can't get a crystal ball to see a dolphin's going to make that, that tackle. But it didn't it didn't have a positive impact. And for me, that's not a straight swap, is it? If you're taking Barley's off for a dolphin, that's a change in what you're asking the rest of the team to do as well. Coming. I think yeah, I think what you're saying there, Matt, is, is is exactly what we've just said about the last minute goals. You know, it happens once or twice in a season, and all of a sudden it happens every game. I, I don't. I, yeah, he made a substitution. Yeah, he taking one midfielder off for another midfielder. Maybe he's wanted to show up that defence a little bit. He's taking a, a more attacking midfielder off for a more defensive midfielder. It didn't work. You're right. He made a mistake, Adolphin, and it was a mistake. You know those things that everybody makes throughout the whole of their lives. One of them, um, and and you know it, it is what it is. I, I don't. I mean, it's just utter stupidity in my head, and, and it is only my view. So, uh, to, but to, but to blame the manager for 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 that free kick because he's made a substitution, to blame the player for it, it it's made an honest mistake. You know what I mean? And it happens. It happens game in, game out. It happens time and time and time and time again throughout games. And so, but but nobody ever calls anybody, you know, for 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 something where there's not a goal at the end of it. We just we only call them for the mistakes when when it when it ends up being a goal. And then I shout my mouth off, saying, "Well, that was offside," which it was. And I'm told, "Don't be mad about it." Well, hang on a minute. It's all right me not being mad about the officials not doing what they're employed to do. But we can all, we, you know, some of us can moan and groan about the fact that one of our players gave away, gave away a free kick or manager made a substitution which which resulted in in this goal. It's, it's nonsense, really. It's absolute nonsense. I, I, Paul Warren and his team make the, make the substitutions based on what they think is right. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Pep Guardiola makes his substitutions based on what he thinks is right at the time. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. It's football management. It is. But, there's all, but for me, there's also a concern that we were not in that... We can change something at half-time. Well, whether we can change something or whether we just change the mindset in the second half, something changed in that second half. Mm. And all the substitutions that we made, we never got a foothold back in that game. Or none of the substitutions improved us. And again, it, this doesn't happen every single game, but this is a mini theme where the substitutions aren't always brilliant. Danny, what's your views on it? Uh, I think one of the substitutes who made an impact was Ferguson. I thought um, Ferguson <clears throat> came on and took up the mantle that Miller had left. All right, he's not as he's probably not as quick as Miller, but in some cases he picked up the ball on the left hand side and kept the attack dangerous. It was just the movement on the other side that didn't really offer uh, much of an avenue. I think with Freddie, you could say that he didn't really have an impact because he's not he's not very well. That, I, yeah, I, that, yeah. I saw I saw on Twitter that he had to, he was um, had a really sore throat and he took a, t- a COVID test. It came back negative, and he 
sped over the Pennines to come and meet up with everybody. I think, was it on the day or night before? Night before, like or the morning of, yeah. Something like yeah, that. In, in the morning, yeah. So, I mean, you have to respect the effort for him to do that because someone could have just gone, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not well, I'll just stay yeah. at home. But he still yeah. made the effort and still played. With with the Dauphin coming on, this is my personal view, but I thought Barley's uh, looked very tired in that game. I thought because he was that anchor at the back of midfield, mm. I thought because uh, because we're going to quite a, a powerful team coming forward, especially their, what was it, their front four, front five coming up from midfield. They looked really strong and really quick. So he he had a big job on and it was just it was just starting to blow out of his backside. So I, I can see why Warren's made that substitution. Uh, and because Wigan were on the front foot at the time, I can see why he brought a Dauphin on instead of Rathbone. But... <clears throat> It's that what goes back to that thing of he can't see a dolphin making that foul, which was soft, yeah. by the way. Um, <laughs> if this is uh, if this is going live before my video comes up, watch the match day video. You can see how soft it is and how the ref mm. is legit squatted for more or less kneeling down, looking for the contact, and then gives it. But it's just one of them things in football where you can pick apart everything with the with the wonder of hindsight, but. At the time, it's like, okay, we brought a dolphin on. Let's see what he does. And unfortunately for him, it went the wrong way. We wanted it to go. We wanted him to be the anchor in midfield and spread the ball out wide like Barlazer did. But instead, he gave a, a free kick away, and it cost us the game. But it is what it is. End of day, mm. isn't it? Yeah, you get this. It's, it's, it's also trying. It's because he's coming on as sub, and it's difficult for that type of player to come on as sub and make an impact because you're a defensive player. It's difficult. But as a substitute, you, you mentally want to make an impact. So it's, although I agree it was soft, he's also probably tried a little bit too hard and then the mm. players, you know, forced the contact a little bit. Um, a couple more points I want to make on Warren. This is not slagging Paul, Paul Warren, sure we are. We're all behind Paul Warren. Uh, we're not one of these 20% or whatever that's voted Paul Warren out. But there's a couple of little things I noticed yesterday which were very different to Paul Warren in the past. Um, one was during the game, one was post-match. The one during the game was where he didn't square up to the Wigan player, but he got in the face of the Wigan player and he didn't back down, Ben. And Paul Warren doesn't really do that. That I've never really seen that before. That was different for me. Is it in the second half? Yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. I can't remember. Uh, what minute was it? Oh, I, no. I made a note. How late? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if it was... a. 60 summits minute and he knows we're getting beaten he maybe he's trying to give us a spark I I love it that's I mean how can you not I mean if you don't love it then why are you watching sport go watch you know what I mean go watch MasterChef or something yeah uh, I'm, I'm just saying it's different it's, it's, it, I love it. historically that's not a very Paul Warren thing to do is it no but it's a very uh, it's a fiery football minded thing to do and if that's what he wants to be then you know what I mean let him do it if he wants to send a message to his team, yeah, you, you, football managers, especially Paul Warren, from what he seems like in interviews, and he can't judge up interviews. People say the opposite thing in interviews; don't want to give it away. But he seems like a very tactical man. Like the moves he makes, are very tactical, and I feel like that's a message to send. Send a message. You know what I mean, he's not a very hot head guy. He's not a very hot headed guy. So, hmm. I think I was on purpose. I, I, to be fair, it was a nasty challenge. It was, it was a yeah, nasty, I agree. Late yeah. challenge, um, and, and fully deserving of of that sort of reaction from 
from from the manager and probably from the player. I think it was Shane Ferguson, weren't it? I think that uh, Shane Ferguson or Mikel yeah, Miller. I can't remember. Um, it, it were a nasty challenge. <clears throat> so you know, I, I don't blame yeah, him. It, it's good to see. Yeah. Possibly. I was just pointing out, it just, it's just pointing out it was different to what I've seen. And the second point is in his post-match interview radio, Sheffield. And again, this is not a very poor one to think to say. He had a, a little bit of a dig at Wigan. He referred to them as the Harlem Globetrotters type team, which I don't really understand. From it, We really got Wigan's fans back, so I quite enjoyed that, to be honest. <laughs> um, but again, Mick, that's not really how Paul one normally operates, is it? He normally sort of doesn't yeah. really comment on the other team and gets on with us. That was quite out of character for him to reference that. Well, we've talked about it before on this podcast uh, just recently about the fact that there seems to be a, a very definite change in attitude from the manager mm. from last season. Um, he's definitely hurting. He's definitely hurting from, from what happened. Um, and, and I think he's I think he's angry about it. I don't think he's... When I say hurting, I think angry. It, the anger is more the emotion um, and mm. frustration rather than, you know upset if you like um and, and if, if he's going to add that to his game as well as also all the other uh, attributes that we know he's got then that's only going to improve him in my view as a manager because he's not he's not a Steve Evans type who's just going to lose it completely and start throwing you know start throwing players around and anything that he can find that's just not he's, he's not going to do that he's certainly going to be a man who can can manage his, his anger uh, and his emotions, but he's not really shown, like you said, that before. And, and I think, I think because of what happened last season, um, there's there's some there's some anger in there. And it's well, it's old way, weren't we? It's good to see. Well, it's not been working, has it? You said it's that it's worked up to a point, hasn't it? Worked yeah. up to a point, but if you want to stay in championship, it's not works. I'm not. I'm not mm. saying. I'm not criticizing. I'm just. I'm going to stay in a fight. And if he wants to do that mm. and it gets promoted and keeps us there, do you know what I mean? Fine by that. Yeah. It's all to a point in it. As, as long as it doesn't change the positive sides of him, then 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 that's fine. But if it then starts to have that negative impact, I don't, I, again, I don't think it will. And these are all, these are two isolated and individual and quite minor points. They're just, just they just struck mm. to me yesterday. Danny, what are your thoughts in general in, in terms of what we've just mentioned? Well, I've just <clears throat> had a look up on Wikipedia about the Harlem Globetrotters, uh, Globetrotters sorry, and uh, it's an American exhibition basketball team, and it says they combine athleticism, theatre and comedy into their style of play. So you can understand why a few Wigan bites happened at that. And yeah. I think... Do you, do you not know what Harlem Globetrotters is? Well, I, yeah, like I said, you know, I, mean, I know what they are. And second of all, why is that... Uh, I, I, I you know how, good, what they were, you know how much I want to be one? How high they can jump? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd love to be I'd love to be Harlem Globetrotter. That's not a dig. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 knew, I knew what they were. It's just that um, <laughs> it's one of the things where it's like, well, why have they bitten so hard at it? Um, mm, that's yeah. right. And, yeah. and I mean, in, at certain times, it does have a point because some of their uh, some of their some of their challenges on us and some of the ways they went down from our challenges were very theatrical. Mm. Um, and at sometimes it was a bit comical how. The referee gave stuff for them, but didn't give it for us. Again, if you watch my video, I zoom in onto a onto a bit where Chio gets absolutely felled by one of them players, and ref just goes, "Nope," and they just carry on. So it, I can yeah. see where the little digs come from, and I think when 
Warner does have those little episodes of out of character moments. I think it's because is is getting. I think he's getting more passionate about mm. the way we play football rather than it being about the club where he's played such a long time and they gave him a testimonial, and then got thrust into the management role. He's now turning into that really passionate manager who just wants us to win everything rather than him doing the job for the club. He's now in like embedded in it and he just wants the club to do well. Like we saw it after the after the Grimsby game in pre-season where he was fuming at how we'd played in his in his uh, post match. And I think we're seeing a little bit of that now. He's seen that yeah, we've had we've seen positive signs in the game. And the goals completely brushed over that, and he knows the flack that our fans are going to give the team for it, which is unjustified. To a, well, unjustified to a point, because mm. we, we we did make mistakes. We won't we won't have lost if we didn't make mistake if we didn't make mistakes. But I can see why he's called Wigan a team like the Harlem Globetrotters, because mm. again, like I've said, some of their tackles on us were were theatrical and. The referees were sometimes comical in his decision making. It was, but this is something we talked about. They're kind of a laughing stock. They're not good at basketball. They're just good at dunking and putting on a show. They're not good at basketball. Does that make sense? They've not got actually any skills. They're just good at putting on a show, maybe. Hmm. Not actually good at basketball. That's what that one of my questions. I'm I'm not sure which factor of. Her garment yeah. it was referencing was because they were tall, because they were strong, because they were just being daft for like they didn't go down so far. I, I weren't, I weren't quite sure, yeah. but I, that may be why I said it because it left so many open-ended options for it. I mean, if it's if it's because uh, they're tall and athletic, then that, I mean, that's a compliment. You know how high these people can jump? That four-inch vertical. <laughs> you have any idea how high that is? I don't think he's saying they can jump really high. I'm just saying. Oh no, no. If it's that, I'll check it. Just the physical yeah, cool. um, Let's have a quick talk about the referee, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Lewis. Um, we called this quite early in the game, Mick, that initially in the first half an hour, it was letting everything go, absolutely everything. It wasn't giving any fouls. And then he, he, he trapped himself in a trap because he, he started giving little fouls. And then the next time that foul came, he had to sort of give it. But then he's clearly had a reset where he said, I'm not going to give another one. And then he fell into another trap. It was so inconsistent yesterday. This is this this is an issue for for the PG PGMOL or PGOA, whatever they're called, referees associations, not only in this country but across across Europe, because they've 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 made a decision clearly, starting with the Euros, to start letting things go a little bit, not giving these silly little fouls. But then they've clearly not trained anybody, they've not given anybody any training. They've just said, This is what we're gonna do. They do it every and, year. And they, they do it every year. There's, yeah, there's they do. No and then after three or four year. games, three or four games, it all yeah. it all falls back to normal, which is every which is probably year. what will happen this time. And the reason it'll fall back to normal is because these people are not well trained enough for the job that they're doing. They can't be. It's impossible. That's you can't. It's, it's impossible <gasps> to have. So, Give me, let me finish. They're all well trained. All right, finish. That's finish. Finish. Let me finish. It's impossible. Right. Popcorn out, guys. <laughs> well, I don't think because... anyone understands the idea of training you have to go. Go on, Ben. Go on. Go on. What I am on, talking about referees here, Ben. Yeah, prove your wrong point. I'm waiting. Well, all I was going to say was that 
they're, they're not competent enough to, to to employ the same rule for more than five minutes before they forget about it and then put another interpretation on it. It's just, it's just, it, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, it, it's never going to change. So all we can do is moan about it when it goes against us and not talk about it when it does go, when it goes for us. As football fans, that's what we do, I guess. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't expect anything less. I just, what I expect from referees is inconsistency. But that's what we're going to get. We know we're going to get that. Um, we got a lot worse than inconsistency last season. But, you know, at least, like I said, in this division, when we came down, we know what we're going to get. The refereeing standard is probably better, but it's going to be inconsistent. And that's what he was the other day. Just on, utterly inconsistent. How can you do your, let's just, How can you do your job, right? Let's say your job, right? You've been doing your job, whatever, how long, how much experience you've got, right? You're doing your job. Everybody on the pitch, everybody in the stands is waiting for you to make one mistake so they can mm-hmm. shout at you and say you're inconsistent, crap, and just like all the other refs. They have no respect when there's a foul, bad foul, that shouldn't have been a foul. Players swarm the referee doing this in the face and all of this. They get no respect. They can't make proper decisions, right? And everyone wants them to make the mistakes so they can scream at them. How are you supposed to cope and do your job under that pressure? And do you understand how a level... How much training you have to go through, the years of training you have to go through. It's not that the fact the world changes, the fact they get no respect, nothing. I I, I agree they don't. You're right, absolutely they don't. That makes no that should have no bearing whatsoever on whether no, they're that's capable not the fact of making that the same decision more than what, once. What has the bearing is everyone in the stands and on the field waiting for them to make the wrong decision. And then they can have got in the back and say the crap, that's when they lose the game. People and screaming in the face. Are you supposed to make a decision and be confident about it when you've got 10 people screaming in your face every time you make a decision? <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that going to work and make a decision and have people screaming in your face. Some people like, do, mate. Yeah, that's why they're not very yeah. good at what they do. How, can you, how the hell can you deal with that kind of pressure day in, day out when you uh, leave one standard? I understand if you're a world class referee and you've been trained that way and you've Figure out how to do it, but when you're League One, you don't even do it professionally. How the hell are you supposed to deal with it? I think what we can both agree on, Ben, is that um, exactly what you've just said they're not very good at what they do. So, how can you be? <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on to Rotherham United related stuff again? Because we are, we've gone down a referee rabbit hole. Well, can I just say, can I just say, we've gone down a referee and rabbit hole, and I've not mentioned Gavin Ward yet. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, let's talk about some positives. I thought defensively, we were very solid. I know we conceded the goal, but Mike Mix says it was all. It was probably offside. For my people, Mix certain, but I, I think it probably was. Um, one Matt. quick landmark to mention is Wes Hardy made his 100th league appearance yesterday, which is worth a shout out. Uh, 48 of those for Rodham so far. Uh, as a midfield, as a defensive three, Danny, they were solid. We didn't really look like conceding. Other than Barley's made that mistake uh, against White, we didn't really look like conceding. Really, it was again a solid. <coughs> defense, and that solid chance base. in the first half. That was that one. Hmm. Oh, was it? But no, the yeah. the volley. Was that from Barley? Great, wasn't it? No, I think it was. Well, oh, no, I, I know the one you mean. It, it was um, in the second half. Was it the second half? No, no, third, no, no first, first half. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same kid who scored who, who sliced mm, his yeah. wide. Yeah. 
I think um, with a defensive three, it certainly suits Wood and Inekwe quite well. Mm. Uh, because I think Inekwe, uh, Ekwe's, um calmness comes from Wood because he's got a calm, level-headed defender next to him. So he's able to play like that as well. I think with Harding, he's sort of moulding himself into that left-sided centre-back. And he's doing that quite well because you'd, you'd more play him on the right sides out of anything with him being a right-back. But he's doing well in that position. I do think defensively we look solid in the first half other than the mistake by... Uh, <clears throat> I can't remember who it was, but that played in Will Keane and he had, and he had the half-chance, which he thankfully... Sent miles over, but I think in the second half, I don't, I don't know, something just seemed to happen, and we looked a little bit more vulnerable at the back. Not like overly vulnerable, but I don't know. It just, it just seemed that Wigan seemed to get the more the the uh, the lucky side of the coin in the second half more. Whether that's down to the referee or it's down to us not putting in as much effort, I'm not sure. But I don't, I don't know. I think. I think at some point we will have to try a different formation just just to see how it works. Because hmm. I was speaking to somebody and they said, I'm getting a, a vibe of when we were playing uh, 4-3-3 and it just didn't work on occasions. Hmm. And then we changed the system and it worked brilliantly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know myself, but it might, it might, it might come in the, um, in the pizza trophy. We might try a different formation. But I think for the time being, we'll stick with three five two. But I, I think so personally. Hmm. Or maybe yeah, even drop back to, or, or have a definitive back five if we play in a particularly high scoring, high pressing team, hmm. and then bring uh, Matic in and potentially push Harding out even further. But hmm. yeah, and we've got centre backs to come back as well. And Arden's, I, I agree, Arden's been brilliant in centre back, but we've got Ang, uh, Angus McDonald back at some point. Uh, from what Warren said, listening to what Warren's saying, it doesn't sound like he's far away, which is a big positive. Uh, Curtis Tilt is even closer. On, he's, he'll be back in training by the end of this week. So within a week or so, he'll be back available for the, for the starting 11. Um, we've got, we've got, well, we've talked about it a lot, Mick. We've got a really, really good base there with extra to come in. We look, whatever, whether we choose to go for it back or five, whatever we choose, that's one of the pitch we can't really question in terms of strength and depth. No, I, I don't think we can. I don't think we can. I think um, it, it's it's outstanding. And Wes Harding, if if we if we manage to hang on to Wes Harding for the whole of this season, I'd be amazed. What a player! How the hell have, how the hell is he playing in League One? It's absolute madness. Games. I mean, there were forty six last season and all. Yeah, apart from them, yeah, forty six last season. But and you were solid. Uh, you weren't. Wow, I was season. Oh, get it, please. You were player at season. I can defend a bit of player of the season when you go down. I don't know because it was the player of the season, Ben. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, was, I mean we, 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 did, we didn't go down because our defence was rubbish, did we? Why did we go we down? down? Because we could score any goals. I think what we'll do, what I'll do, Ben, uh, after this, I'll, I'll I'll email you a copy of our um, uh, end of season awards uh, video. Yeah, I know he got it. What does that mean? Oh, does that mean, it don't mean he was the best player. Just because a lot uh, of people it, voted for it, don't mean he was the best player. It's opinion. It's all opinion. But I think other people <laughs> vote for different people. It's all opinion. Oh, I'm going to get the Doritos out again in a minute if we're having another domestic. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. He's been, been good. He's been good, but it's two games. Let's just keep our head on. All right? Please. Okay. 
could Terry's ACL next game. <laughs> that, that, that won't make him a bad player, would it? That would no. I'd still be surprised if we've still got him at the end of the season because he is a hell of a player. Mm. Uh, for, certainly for this level. For two games, he's been a hell of a player for two games. Let's keep it real. Right? <laughs> if he plays his way until January, that's cool. For two games. <laughs> Calm down. Oh, Ben. I will. Oh, I've been put in my place. <laughs> you won't get back in two games. Anyway. Same Let's talk about some Practice, so. Let's okay. talk about somebody else who's only played two games, Ben. Josh Coyote. Um, or Kado, sorry, Coyote. Um, he was excellent. For, for the first hour, Ben, I thought it was excellent. I think he, did, he definitely tailed off and obviously got subbed off. Um, but at times, he looked a real, real handful and he got a lot of tools to his armoury. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see it was special. He worked very hard. That's what I noticed. He worked very hard. I really like that tracking back a one-two uh, from to our own uh, what's the word, box. Um, worked very hard. It's, I, I didn't see him do it skillfully. Uh, I might be watching a different game, but he played all right. He played well. He's got a lot of potential, but you don't get promoted through potential and win through potential. So. Yeah, it's a fair point. I think I think it's as positive as we're going to get you tonight, isn't it, Ben? Well, no. Well, listen, I'm not going to say yeah. Let's get him in a five-year deal because he's played all right for a game or two games. Okay. He's not skillfully. The score? Did he have a shot? Like a good shot? Like he played? Well, no, he did play. He worked very hard, which is very promising, and that's the most important thing when you're. I suppose, yeah. Okay, fair enough. That's uh, yeah. So that puts our first league defeat of the season, um, at the ninety-fifth minute winner, which was just offside. one of those things, which is offside, soft free kick. <laughs> um, we've the one glaring opportunity. We had a, we had a couple, but the glaring opportunity, Danny, was the Jamie Lindsay one late in the first half. There's no excuse yeah. for a professional footballer missing that, is there? I don't know how he's missed it. <clears throat> I honestly don't. It, it's 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 coming across the box and it's falling to him perfectly, and he's somehow I think he's hit it with with probably the top of his the bottom of his boot and it's just mm. flung off straight into the stand mm. and it's like it's one of those things where everybody at stand thought it was going to go in and then it's gone miles over and it's like how's he missed? Mm. But no, nothing nothing beats the the fans' reaction to Barlaser's header in the second half. Every single row thought it were in, and and we were halfway through cheering until we realised the ball had just been cleared out of the eight yard box, <laughs> um, the six yard box. Sorry, and it uh, oh, and <laughs> our two best chances. I don't know how we've missed because we've seen we've seen us bury those chances before. Some people have said if it was Smith's head on it or a player like Crooks's head on it, it's in. Same with Jamie. Same with Lindsay. If it was say Ladipo got his boot on it. It would have been in, but it, again, it goes back to that ifs and maybes thing. And like, like I said at the start of the uh, start of the podcast, Wigan took their chance and we didn't take ours. And unfortunately, that's uh, that's, the only, that's the only thing you can really say. Wigan took it, we didn't. Mm. Yeah, it's one of the few things you can sort of level at Jamie Lindsay, and it is being a bit harsh because that's not necessarily his, his his role in the team, but. 
I'd like him to score a few more goals and make he just he's just missing goals from his game to be almost a complete midfielder. He does everything else so well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He scored a couple last season and you 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 felt you hoped kind of thing that that was that was the start of of, of his progression in terms of uh, mm. putting ball in the back at net, but it it didn't happen. But we're only two games in, as Ben's rightly pointed out. You know, there's a, there is a long, long way to go, and, and players like Jamie Lindsay will get on the score sheet this season. <coughs> Josh Coyote will get on the score sheet this season. Got Crystal Ball back there. Um, I mean, six hundred yeah, if you want. Yeah, no problem. I'll uh, I'll email them to you and all with uh, with video I send. Right. Just start selling him in the shop. New York yeah. Crystal Balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, anything else that you want to mention on the Wigan game? Uh, I think we've covered just about everything. Any other? Oh, I, I will. I will mention the trouble that happened after the game, which was completely pointless. Because it, well, from what I've heard, it wasn't Wigan fans who were Rotherham fans. It were Rotherham fans fighting themselves. Oh, again, that's standard, that, isn't it? Yeah, that's it's happens. like. It's like, why? Why fight your own fan base because you've lost a game? Again, not not to any disrespect to Wigan, but against Wigan, you know, who aren't going to kick off with you. You know, it's like, whenever we play Chef Wednesday and, and Doncaster, it, something's going to kick off because it's Chef Wednesday and Doncaster. But against Wigan, and then you end up fighting yourselves, it's pointless, pointless. It's the circle of life. We, we ended the last game before <laughs> lockdown with fans fighting with each other. And the first away game after lockdown, fans were fighting with each other. It's just, you know what I mean? It, it never yeah, happened. I mean, it, it happened a couple of seasons ago as well when we played um, Bristol Rovers away. And yeah. fans, were fight, fans were fighting with each other after get, that game, which was a 1-0 loss. And it was our first away loss of that season as well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Some people can't lose, can they? Yeah. Some people no. don't know how to lose and that's, you know. It's not even that. It's not even that. It's just... I, it's just hilarious. Like it's hilarious how, to a point. Yeah, but I, but how how good does it make you feel about your own life? Like I'm being real. That makes me feel so good about my life. But I'm not trying to offend anybody, but it does. Like if that's your weekend, like thank you. <laughs> I suppose that's a fair point, Ben. Yeah, I'll let you have that one. Um, so we're moving ahead to Tuesday night's game to Morecambe, where hopefully there'll be no more fans fighting with each other, uh, although the trend may have been set. And we go to a Morecambe team who are surprisingly above us in the table, only by a point, but they are above us after two games. That's a, a fantastic start for Morecambe. A point against Ipswich and a win against Shrewsbury uh, in their first home League One game ever, uh, and will be their second one, as we've already mentioned. Um, it's been a while since we last played um, Morecambe. The last time we played him was the infamous 5-4 League Cup game, um, where obviously Kevin Ellison scored. Uh, it was, I think Alan Stubbs' second game. It was a sign of things to come, unfortunately. Um, Kevin Ellison's still there when Alan Stubbs are there? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only good thing about playing Morecambe now is that Kevin Ellison doesn't play for him anymore, so he can't score against us. Uh, which he would say he hates him now, doesn't he? Yeah. Or at least he hates their manager now, anyway. Well, their former manager, Derek Adams, was their manager, has now left and followed the money to Bradford. Um, uh-huh. they've, they've had such an overhaul of players. They, they, they lost like 17 players and have had to bring in 17 players over the summer. Um, some of those are re-signing the loans, but they've had such an overhaul of players because of manager leaving and other things. Um, if you are interested to find out about Morecambe, go to our YouTube channel. The Scouting Report will be up there if you haven't watched it already. Go and watch the scouting report uh, as we find out a bit more about Morecambe. 
Um, Mick, we again, this is one of those games on paper, this should be a comfortable Rotherham United win. But against teams like Morecambe, they will get so many more wins than they actually, the, and the neutral thinks they should because they're going to work hard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They'll 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 graft, won't they? Um, you know, and it, it you you've obviously going to have this down as a as a, as a, as a winnable <laughs> game for us, without a doubt. Um, certainly, certainly, we the, the, I'm sure the management team will be earmarking this as a as a win um, or a game that we should be winning. The fans will expect some of the fans will expect that we'll win the game. It's going to be tough though, but. I, I personally, I think we've got enough. I think we've got enough to, to, to take on teams like Morecambe and to deal with teams like Morecambe. But it, it is early in the season and it's still sort of... still. It, despite the fact our squad played together all last season, we're still bedding in. Everybody's still bedding in, aren't they, you know, um, at, this, at this stage of the season. So uh, it ain't going to be easy, but there ain't going to be any easy games in this division, is there, at any stage? Yeah. That's a fair point. Uh, the last time we visited, uh, it was previously called the Globe Arena. I don't know what it's called anymore. Um, was Mazuma Stadium now. Mazuma. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last time we visited them was in 2013, the final game before the final five of that promotion season, of the League Two promotion season. That was the, I think when we talked to, I think we went with Michael Connor, Ben Pringle, they, talk, they talked about this Morecambe game. Michael being a Connor turning went point for that season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the last time we went. We lost 2-1. Guess who scored? Kevin Ellison. Um, ben, Mick, sorry, touched on it. What do you expect from us from going to this game? Because we're going to have to work hard, very hard, against Team like Morecambe. Why? What's the difference about Morecambe and Because they've got a stereotype. Back. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, if they've got a stereotype about being a hard-working team, like we've got a stereotype being a physical team. Listen, I, I'm not in... Morecambe's training round and like Rodham's training round. Like I don't, it's very hard to predict what what kind of team we're gonna line up in. Um, from a fan, if I'm just being a fan uh, with a blind side, with a bl- blind guess, uh, not blind side, uh, blind hit, uh, blind guess. No, oh god, <laughs> wow, I don't, I'm thinking. I've got in my mind blind side hit. And <laughs> we'll edit this bit out, Ben. Yeah, no, but my man, blind side hit. I'm trying to say a blind guess. I say the same formation. I don't see why not. I mean, we lost, but we shouldn't have lost. I, I station off. We deserved it, but we couldn't have lost. If that makes sense, like I could have won. What changes would I you make to, to, the, to, the, to the Rotherham no team? What changes would you make? No, no, Save no, yourself. No, no, no. Tet Wiles out for Dolphin. That's the only change. Okay. It's not a bad shout, to be fair. I think Wiles has been. Oh, I'm scored against Plymouth, but I think an overall performance has been. Fairly quiet in well, the well, two I'm not gonna lie, I thought we were playing that two or three times in the game yesterday. So, mm. and that's not a good thing for his position. What he plays or what we think he plays. Well, no, for a midfield, you want to notice him. A defender, it's fat, it's good if you don't notice defender, but uh, uh, a midfield will wiles the players. We want we want to be noticing. Uh, Danny, what are your thoughts for us? What, what would you change for, for us into Tuesday? Um, I would. Bring Ladipo on in place of Ko Day, if if he's well enough. Yeah. Because I think, um, I think with, with Ko Day, I don't word it properly. He's um, he's got a lot of strong attributes about him, but he still isn't quite 
a, pro a proper footballer and how he applies it, if that makes sense. He's still very uh, rookie in certain areas. Uh, and I personally don't think he's ready to start for us. But in terms of coming on as a substitute, he's a solid backup for Ladipo. Hmm. Um, poten potentially bring Barlazer back into it if Morecambe aren't as much of a, um, a strong attack inside as Wigan. But then we've seen that they've drawn with Ipswich and beaten Shrewsbury. So, what sort, how are you going to look at that? Are you going to look at if we need to try and nullify them or are we going to just play our way and try and play around them? Like with uh, O'Benny and Miller on the wings, like we tried to do against Wigan. Didn't quite work out because we didn't score. You know, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting dilemma for one to try and work out. Plus, it's a Tuesday game. So, people will still be a bit, I, I don't know, a bit... Um, a bit downtrodden from the Wigan defeat that will have to try and bring Sens back up to speed about it. And then you've got the Chef Wednesday game on Saturday to think about. So, I, I don't know. The one change I can see is Ladipo coming for KO Day, if he's well enough. And potentially, potentially bringing Rathbone in because he didn't play at all. How so bad I don't know is Rathbone? Is it a bad well, it, 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 it were enough to potentially keep him away from the football until they tested negative for COVID. So... And it, and it was enough to keep him off the pitch for 70-odd minutes. I, when I hear sore throat, I, I don't... Like, I don't think it's an injury, but I don't, I'm not, I don't know how... It's not bad. an injury. It's, it's, it's an illness. An illness well, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know how bad it is. So, I'm not going to... Yeah, it must, it, must, yeah. it must have been fairly bad. Uh, you can yeah. assume that. Otherwise, otherwise, one wouldn't have mentioned it. So... Yeah, I'm not going to... It's worth... Um, before I ask Mick, ref watch, um, this time we have David Webb. Who is a championship referee? How um, he last time we refereed was away at Birmingham when we uh, sorry away at Coventry when we played at Birmingham when we lost three one, which was one of the worst performances of the last season. That uh, was a really really bad day. But the most uh, more interestingly, he refed us at home against Norwich when he sent Angus McDonald off. Um, so that's the more that's the most memorable that's the only memorable moment I can I can find from his refereeing. Although it was, it was a red card, so. Yeah, 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 there's a lesson to be learned there. Then it, for for us, we need to just be getting in his face and influencing him because he's he'll be influenceable, won't he? So, yeah, and and it'll give Ben Wiles the opportunity to throw himself on floor a few times as well and try and win some free kicks. <laughs> he might get him this time. True. <laughs> uh, what about you, me for changes? You know, we we talked on Saturday, uh, me and you about in the the keeping with Chio and Miller being very positive against a team like Wigan, who we all expected to be decent. It worked. It, that, we were we were a threat. Chio was one he mentioned. It, it was unplayable. Chio were outstanding, and that allows Miller to be very very good as well because it gives him extra space because they've got cover for there. Do you still go that way? Do you still go that positive route? Do you bring in Ferguson? Do you give Sadlier a pop? What what would you do in in, in the wide areas? I, I I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it at all. Um, I wouldn't make any changes at all. If Freddie's other than possibly Coyote and Freddie. Swapping them out dependent on on fitness levels. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. Well, let's go for it. It's a really, really strong side for this league. A really strong side, and there are going to be a long periods of this season where they're not all fit. So while they are all fit, let's get them out there and let's try and get some uh, some points on the board early doors. Hmm. Uh, one 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 worth mentioning, which wasn't mentioned by Warner, but Richard Wood spent a lot of time on the floor in the last twenty minutes mm -hmm. of that game. 
Um, again, that wasn't nothing was mentioned about Warnie, so that might be nothing. It might be Richard Wood being, being an old man. Um, <laughs> See, that to me says it's something. Because yeah. if I'm a if I'm a manager, I say nothing. Like you don't understand. You know, like Tom Brady, right? He says the opposite yeah. in the news. Like he'll say, or oh, he says the opposite to the media. So like I'll, I'd read a lot into that. I feel like Woody could be injured. I feel like Fred is fine because people say the opposite to the media. Because why are you going to tell the media the truth? Now, let's be real. You, you tell that. Why would you uh, give him that's not, why would you give the, difference, the, the differences between a big NFL team and a club like Rotherham United is the media is the is the link between the manager and the fans. If he if he if he starts lying to the media, then you'll effectively lying to your fans. The, the the difference between a Man City player lying to the media is different to a Rotherham United team. That, that's the only issue. Oh, I've your media is lagging. Uh, my media, my uh, my Wi-Fi is cut out. I can't hear you. Well, there we go. Speak. Yeah, you're back. You're back. Okay. The, is it about lying to the fans? Yeah, I'm saying Paul. What, the difference is between Paul Warren lying to the media and let's say Pep Guardiola lying to the media is. Man City have different ways of getting in touch with fans. They have the old club channels, Radio Sheffield and Paul Davis are the key two main areas that Paul Warren communicates with the fans. So if you start lying, or not not hiding the truth, but start lying like that, then you you effectively lying to your own fans. So I do, I, you might be right, but for that reason, I, I don't think I don't think you would lie about that. Why does why does it matter? Uh, because if we get promoted at the end of the season, right, and he says, "Yeah, I was lying just to the media." I don't think any fan is going to care. It's not very you know Paul Warren thing to do, like, is it? Paul, Paul Warren's all about honesty. Bit, yeah, that's, that's not... I don't like that. Why would you tell everyone? Like, it's not in their business. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, if their manager's not doing it, why are we doing it? Like, because if I'm, if I'm reading that, I say, oh, Freddie, you that, bro. You shouldn't read it. Do you know what I mean? Like, Fair you'd be an idiot not so. <laughs> um, but I see, I see what you, I see your point. Yeah. Let, let's let's play devil's advocate, Danny, and go worst case scenario. If Richard Wood is injured, let's say if he is injured, what's Plan B? Because we, we are, although we've got we have got strength in depth whenever he's fit, we ain't got many fit centre backs at the minute. Um, I think if <clears throat> if Wood is injured, then we might have to go with um, Edmonds Green, mm-hmm. um, potentially. But would, would I don't I don't think Woody will have a major injury. To be honest, I think it's more cramp more than anything. Yeah. Because there were times where he went down, like the first time he went down, uh, everyone were like, "Oh no, we've lost Woody. What's going on?" And he just and he just stretched it out and carried on. So, I, I, like I say, I do think it might be Woody just being an old man and, and cramping up. Um, but if he is injured, then Edmonds Green will probably come in, uh, maybe even play a Dolphin at centre back, uh, and then you can keep Arlader on as well. But. And, and I, 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 we'll find out from Paul Davis in the next, in probably on Monday, um, maybe Monday afternoon, what the situation is with Woody. But I personally think it was just cramp because it looked like cramp, and he went off a couple of times. I mean, there was one point in the game where we had two centre backs off the pitch because we had Woody and Enekway off because one had yeah. been fouled and Woody got <laughs> Woody got cramp. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know, but I, I personally think it's cramp. It might not be. He might have pulled something or. Just seized up. I'm not sure, but we'll see what happens Monday afternoon mm. with our yeah. ever, ever insightful journalist, Paul Davis. Absolutely. Um, we'll go finish our predictions. None of us got the predictions right for the weekend game because we all went for positive results. Um, so that's a shame. And Mick, you're going positive result for us again against Morecambe? Yeah, 2 0. 
Nice and quick, Danny. If not, if not I'm, I'm tipping Warren to be sacked on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously. I don't even know why he's still manager, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> ben, don't you'll have that, um, that one Twitter account that I won't mention, yeah. but we all know which one I mean. You'll have him after yeah, you. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I don't have one for him, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Come at me, I don't go on to it. I, I, I won't mention it because guaranteed they'll probably watch this video and go, oh, you've mentioned me and it's not worth it. No. Um, but what was my prediction for the Wigan game? You went 1-0. I, I didn't put to Wigan, so it must have been 1-0 to us. I, I mean, I was half right. I, I said 1-0 yeah, nearly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um but no, for, for Morecambe, I think they will be looking to try and get another, well, to get their first big scalp of this mm. season. They nearly got it with Ipswich, but they drew. So I reckon they go ahead, mm, Rotherham's another favourite to go up. Let's give them a good showing. So they'll certainly give us a, a big challenge and their desire to win it will be, uh, be quite will be quite high, maybe higher than Wiggins was. So... I will say 2-1 to us, I'll say. I'll go positive again, 2-1 to us. Mm. It's a dangerous time to play a team like Morecambe. You know, when you, a team will just come up, through, well, just come up, the first month of the season is a difficult time to play them because they, are, they, have, they still have that momentum. I know we've talked about a high turnover of players, but they're still going to have that promotion momentum and they're showing that already by picking up the points that they have. Ben, what are your thoughts? Can you give us a score prediction? I'm going to go 2-0. 2-0, Simic. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to go that, one. That's a that's a hat trick in take the same result as Mick. Yeah, yeah, both take the same the day as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, that you know, Mick copies me. Mick copies me all the time. If you if you if I had gone first, I'd have said two 0 two nil made, then Mick said it. He's trying to beat me. I think. Isn't it? I mean, there's no there isn't a league table for it, so you can't beat him. <laughs> You've got anyway. the same shirt on as me. Look. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be you. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's like if, if we don't pick up a win, it's not the end of the world, it's game three of the season. Um, the next two games are big for, not for points wise, Wednesday and Donny up next. There are two big games of the season, really. Um, so look, I'm sure the these? players are looking at looking past Tuesday, but we have got bigger fish to fry in terms of uh, games coming up. So that is all we have for today. So thank you all for watching and listening. I've already mentioned if you can subscribe and give us a thumbs up on YouTube if you're watching on there. And if you're on iTunes, give us a subscribe and five-star rating, if you can as well. That'd be that'd be lovely. Uh, keep an eye on the YouTube channel, because Danny's Matchday vlog will be up Monday, Danny? Monday um, I've, I've transferred you the footage, so it's whenever you fancy uploading it now. Monday afternoon it is. That will be up Sunday morning. When, when, I get, when I get 20 minutes, I will upload that at uh, some point. Certainly Monday that will be out. Um, and keep an eye out because Danny's match day, match day preview will also be out on our website to looking ahead for what we can expect from Morecambe as well um, Mick anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, no I'm absolutely fine thank you but thank you for asking me and giving me that opportunity no problem Ben any more rants you'd like to take everybody on? no mate super oh, I, had the, I had the Doritos in my hand ready then <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Danny, anything else you want? Anything else you want to mention? Um, hopefully, Chio wins more free kicks against Morecambe than he did against Wigan, or at least gets them <laughs> given. <Yeah. laughs> I hope so. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> safe travels to be going to Morecambe. It's a long old trip on a Tuesday night. So safe travels to everybody that makes that journey. Um, Danny, Danny will be there. So give Danny a wave. Oh, yes. uh, you <laughs> see him. <laughs> just just one thing I would say for, for those who are not going to make it, it is on iFollow. It is available yeah. to watch on iFollow. Um, so for your information. But bear in mind, I don't think this season any of the any of your ten quid goes towards the club. It all goes to Rick Parry's holiday fund. So <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, could do. Uh, you can still watch game, oh. you know. Mm. Um, while Eric gets another yacht. <laughs> okay. Anyway, thanks, for that, Mick. No worries. You're welcome. Uh, thank you, everybody. Last before mentioned, and we'll see. You all. We'll be back on Friday morning to look back at what we'll hopefully win and look ahead to the first South Yorkshire derby of the season. Thank you, everybody. See you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.